0: Hello, everyone. Today's episode is all about the stock ball, uh, why you should have one, how you can identify it. Um, and ultimately, we're going to look at how having a, a great foundation can improve your game. Um, first of all, though, Keith, how are you getting on today, pal? How are you getting on? You've been training, haven't you, this morning?
1: Training a little bit. I've got a bit more training this afternoon. I've got to get myself to Solit Uni to do some strength testing. Um, hopefully tick a few boxes so then I can start training with the team a bit more. How about yourself, mate? How have you been?
0: I'm flagging a bit this morning actually I've had a few coffees I um I tried to watch the cricket obviously England uh or in India at the minute so I did what I usually do so I set an alarm in the morning because I, I do quite like the um the series in the subcontinent so I set an alarm for four and I thought right I'll you know I left the missus in bed snuck downstairs didn't wake the kids up or anything like that turned it on had the volume at the right level and then basically i just fell asleep on the sofa (laughs) so i just got out of a warm cozy bed and just got onto a a sofa and slept there and i basically didn't see as much cricket as i wanted um yeah yeah although i saw i saw bits of it you know when you sort of drift in and out but um but it is an early start um yeah yeah but uh glad you're glad your training's going well you're working hard you've obviously had a, a bit of a a knee op haven't you? I think you're yeah. in the process of getting back nice and strong.
1: Yeah, operation in October. I had um, just over two months uh, rehab so far. Uh, it's going well, but I think I'm about a month or so away from being fully fit. But hopefully, um, do some more batting, and I think maybe start running tomorrow. So, yeah. Oh, cool,
0: nice. Oh, well, I'm glad it's going going well, and you're on track. Um, this is this is a weird episode uh, in that it's. It's such an important theme and topic, but it's quite hard to plan and prepare for. So it'd be interesting to know where this conversation conversation goes. But, um, I mean, should we start by... I mean, we assume people know what we mean when we say you need a stop ball, don't we?
1: Yeah, you'd, you'd like to think so, mate. Um, we we all know what a stop ball is, I'd like to think. And that's our best ball, where we're setting a field where we know if we bowl it well enough, that's where the ball's going to go. and it gives you like full confidence of just holding that same ball, really knowing what it's doing and challenging the batsman. That's what you like to think, anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like the uh, it's the foundation of your of your game, isn't it? The stop ball. What well, obviously individuals are all going to have different ones, but ultimately it's the foundation of your game and it's what you should be planning your your strategy around. Um, plan A, so to speak, I guess.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, people um, need to probably stick to more times than not. They get people can get carried away with wanting to go to Plan B too quick sometimes. When absolutely,
0: absolutely, and if in doubt, you should be basically be bowling a stock ball. I mean, that's something that um, if you know bowlers have like routines in their head, don't they? And you know, as you're thinking, as you're going back to your mark, if ever you're in a position where you feel a bit scrambled or or uh, like you're maybe overthinking it. Holy stop ball would be quite a, a nice message to have.
1: Yeah, totally, totally agree.
0: So, in terms of in terms of a stop ball, then I mean, like how many how many do you need? In terms of, do you need a different one for a right hander, left hander, d- across different formats, and all these sorts of things, or do you think it's just one ball that across everything?
1: I think depends on the level you're at. I think the higher you go, the more we say stock ball deliveries you probably need to be almost as good as your your main delivery um but you yeah i think your stock ball's got to be good enough that you're challenging a right hander maybe swinging it away if you're a right arm bowler but then you can obviously look to bowl your stock ball bringing it back into a left hander and ingrain that into you so it is there no matter what um only then you can look to find different deliveries and really work on those to almost have a stock ball for different uh, left-handed batters, right-handed batters. It's it's difficult to kind of explain um, because you've got to have a stock ball, but if you want to get the next level of wherever you're playing, you've got to learn a new skill and almost create that as a stock ball to a left-hander, let's say. So you could have like yourself. You're you swing the ball away to a right-hander, but a left-handed batsman. What would your stop ball be?
0: That's a good point, Keith. Now it would be like a wobble seam and going across, and I'd use my in swinger to them as a as a variation. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I wonder if there's a certain level or level of experience or ability where perhaps you can have a completely different ball for both. But I think, um, like you say, you you hopefully as a bowler at any level and at any age really, you should know a ball that you think, yeah, I'm really comfortable bowling this. So let's let's just assume that you're the sort of bowler that runs in, hits the deck and nips it back. Well, you should very much concentrate on making that a super strength and the best ball that you possibly can because that'll be a great ball to right-handers. <clears throat> you know, it'll, uh, it'll obviously threaten the pad for an LB and a bold. If it doesn't nip back, it'll bring the slips into play. And then equally, any time a left hander's in, you use that same ball, and you're, perhaps you're initially more likely to get a nick off through to the cordon. Do you know what I mean? Than you are the bold yeah. with LBs. Um, but ultimately, that skill is honed in, isn't it? And it's become second nature. Um, how long? How long do you reckon it, it, it's taken you? So you obviously in your career, your stock ball started off being an in swinger to the right hander and an away swinger to the left hander um, from over the wicket. How long? before that felt really comfortable for you?
1: I was fortunate enough that my in-swing to a right-hander and left-hander was always there from quite an early age. Um, so it, it was ingrained in me. And you always told, ball the same ball over and over. or your best ball, which was for me just swinging the ball. Um, and it got to a stage where people start to analyse what you do and change the way they set up that, I then had to work really hard to develop another ball, which became a, almost a surprise ball to start with, and yeah. mainly still swinging it and bowling that as my stock ball. Um, but then over time of still working on that wobble seam, um, that almost becoming the same strength as my, my um, in-swingers to a right-hander. So I, I then looked to use it for different styles of batsmen, um, whoever I bowled at. It just depends on the situation. Um, but it's taken a, a long time with me bowling one ball for since I was a kid, um, even to the age of, what, mid-twenties, um, before I then opted to look at a different skill um, and really work on that to be a super strength for me as well. So almost having, not that my wobble seems amazing or anything like that, um, but try and be as strong as my, my normal link swinger.
0: Oh. Yeah, I completely agree, and actually, I think um, we 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 did an episode with Graham Welch, which will be aired a little bit after this. But I really, honestly believe that you can do really well as a bowler with quite a limited number of deliveries. So you there by this, what you've said, you you did really well. You won a county championship with Warwickshire in 2012, and for the most part, you bowl one delivery with the with a good bumper as well. That's, so that's two balls, yeah. um, and the bumpers, I think, quite simple to bowl. So really, you had a you had a brilliant ball that would swing back in to a right hander. You had a good bumper, and then obviously, every now and again, a bit of natural variation. The ball's going to not shape and go across. But you 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 know you play for England Lions as well in that period, and that was all before you added these different components to your game, isn't it? So mm. I, I really believe that at any level there's bowlers that can achieve really good levels of success just with a limited number of deliveries um it's uh it's it's tempting though isn't it sometimes when you you see bowlers like we we've, we've put some posts on our social media of like jimmy anderson and stuff yeah. like this and he's got every trick in the book and stuff like that but equally he's he's in his mid mid to late well, he's in his late 30s isn't he
1: no um, he's 41 now <laughs> i saw it the other probably. day i saw it the other day it said wow know, 41, yeah, 40, i probably
0: 40. should have known that to be fair but um <laughs> yeah so you know it, it is a journey it is a journey um and the trick is almost to resist the temptation uh and the, sort of the glamour of lots of variation until you've got your super strength which should be a yes. stop call is that fair
1: that is fair mate i agree with that
0: um on the subject of Jimmy Anderson, actually, I remember playing a game against him when I was quite young, and obviously I'd seen him on the telly, but I hadn't played against him. Um, And I, I swear. So he played a lot of international cricket, and he he was stepping down, play for Lancashire against Essex. He used that championship game to practice his in swinger to a right hander, and you know, therefore, is a away swinger at a left hander. Um, I remember shaping up, I went out to bat against him and I, I was like, right, this boat swings it away, slippery sort of pace. He bowled a ball around fourth, fist stump and I was like, oh, that's a leave. So i got a big stride in and it was a huge inning. It just smashed me, <laughs> smashed me in the gut, left me on the floor. You know, when you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, okay. Well, you know, when you're like completely thrown by it. Um, but even, even he realised that he had to put time in on his stock ball and then a good chunk of time on his variation before he was happy to utilise it at the level above.
1: Yeah, and actually, you know what? I was just thinking then, we've forgotten this. Um, I don't know how we've got this far without actually mentioning this. You need a stock ball to actually have a field that you can set for that (laughs) delivery. Just a simple, if it's like yourself swinging away from a right-hander, you know the field that you want. You're going to probably have Few slips, up the offside, point, cover, mid off, whatever it is. But you know, that's where the ball's most likely going to go. Um, and you know, with a bit of natural variation, your lines might stray a fraction. And let's say your stock ball is not working at the way you want it to. And you are leaking a little bit through the offside, where your lines are a little bit wide. You either get driven through point or cut through point, as an example. You can still bowl your stock ball, but just adjust one field position, which could be dropping point, at just to give you a little bit of protection, so you can keep trying to work on your line and try and get a bit straighter. And if you then get a bit straighter, bowl your stock ball, you can bring that fielder backing and attack the batsman again.
0: Mate, a hundred percent. You're right. We probably should have should have touched more on that. I mean, ultimately, you have to have you have to have a plan of how you're going to get a batsman out. And you have to have knowledge of, like you've just said there, where potentially it goes wrong for the type of bowler you are, um, so that ultimately the captain can go, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. He's looking, get, he's looking at his wickets this way. He might leak here, but this is where we're going to put our fielders, and this is how we're going to manage the game. Um, and actually, it's probably worth talking. You know, let, let's say used as an away swing bowler as an example. There, um, what about? For an in-swing bowler, because or you you operate a lot now left arm round the wicket at right handers. Are there areas that you think are they're almost like a default setting where if you get it wrong, does it tend to go wrong in the same place?
1: Um for me myself coming round the wicket, I know my line has to be no straighter than kind of middle and off. I don't really want to be any straighter than that. Obviously, middle stump, still a shout of an LB. They miss it, but umpires aren't stupid Round the wicket. Angle, chances are it's not going to. And also then, with the angle, I can get clipped through the leg side. Um, so I kind of put pressure on myself to still have square leg up um, and almost air more towards, if I'm going to be one side of the wicket, I'd rather be more towards fourth fourth stump with the angle. Um, but knowing if I'm fifth, sixth, stump, it's probably going to be a chance for them to free their arms up. So I've got quite a narrow line I feel to work with. Um, but I just back myself to actually get that right. So yeah, I've got, I can't be too wide, really too straight. I've got a there's a, for me, a small channel I've got to work with.
0: See, I, I love this chat and obviously you're, this is, you know, someone of your level and the amount of experience you've got describing that. I'm again, I'm a firm believer that you can have good success without necessarily being particularly good if you make the right decisions. Um, so, an, an example of this, for example, me opening the bowling at two right handers um, is stop ball is an away swinger, right? ideally you'd you'd pitch every ball on middle and off it would swing away and you know you're absolutely on the money for everything but the reality is you're going to miss in lots of different ways so providing i know that i'm just going to try and bowl that delivery that, yeah there's a couple of there's a couple of different ways that i can i can think so if i'm a bit too wide as a default on any given day because let's be honest most days you're 7 out of 10 we all want to think we're better than that but you've got to be good when you're a 7 out of 10 um so let's say on a particular dam too wide, and the captain's like, come on, you've got to make him play a bit more here, which I'm sure a lot of away swing bowlers have heard. And you will hear if you swing the ball away, you're gonna get you're gonna get that, you know, that chat from the captain or the coach at some point. And the trick is not to worry too much about it. Um, but actually, as long as you're trying to swing the ball away, there's lots of different moves. So, for example, you could, if you felt like you weren't getting played enough. And this is one of my one of my favorite ones, maybe some not so much with the new ball, but in the middle of an innings, is you can lose your square leg to enable you to bowl a slightly greedier line. Um, and you can almost double it up and pretend it's also for a short delivery. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um and again, that that fielder there allows you for a few deliveries potentially just to find your line a bit straighter, knowing that if it doesn't swing from that line, that you've got that protection. Um, But actually, perhaps the batter thinks it's more for a short ball, which it may or may not be. Um, And you can work your way in that way. Or like you said earlier, if if you think you're bowling a bit too wide, but the batsman is playing at you and scoring, then you can always, yeah, you can always manipulate your field on the offside, perhaps lose a slip and push point through or something like that. Um, But again, it all stems from having that basic plan. And then pretty much it can be like a series of chess moves. Do you know what I mean? If a batter plays like that, I will move my fielder here. Um And that doesn't actually require skill. I don't think putting your fielders in the right place and having an honest, uh an honest sort of chat with yourself about where you're good and where you, you maybe leak runs. You can kind of cover everything off. I've just rambled a bit there, but do you know what um, I mean? I don't know if that was clear or not. No, that makes
1: sense. I've got, a question now: What happens if a batsman starts batting outside the crease to you, or comes across and bats outside the crease because you're swinging away? Because they want to play you more. What are you gonna ball? You stop ball then? Or are you? What are you gonna do with your execution?
0: Are you talking? You're talking about me here as a right yep. arm.
1: As a first This is an interesting one. Answer. You don't want
0: to. You don't want to give too much away. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't want to see a lot of batters like next year doing this, I would I would say hundred percent if a batsman stays on leg stump, for example, that is like happy days as an away swing bowler. There, I'm not I can bowl the most greedy big away swimmer ever, and you show me all the stumps, and I've got all the nick offs in place. So I would most good batters do come across, um, and they'll be on middle and maybe middle and off, um, and it I suppose keeps their right eye. Outside off and they can leave well. I think that's the that's the biggest challenge. I I don't tend to do too much there, other than try and be a bit better. I mean, I quite like it when batsmen come out the crease and push it. it. Um, I've got a couple of uh, I haven't got it on me on to, on hand to show you, but there is a there is an example of me getting a wicket like that last year. Um, and again, maybe I'm just a bit older, so my air is a bit tighter. Um, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be made not to bowl my stock ball. So that's where again I would use a short ball cleverly, and hopefully okay. that might stop, that might stop the batter using his feet out. And I would probably bowl a few more wobble seam or in swingers just because I want it in the batter's head a bit. That if he gets right over to the wrong ball, he's out LB, and also a little bit of a cue for the umpire as well, just to be like, you know. But in general, I'm still looking to smash an area on and around. Yeah, the area doesn't change too much. Um, yeah, I feel like you've just told the batsman how to play. How to play. <laughs> how to Not play. Really, yeah. What about
1: no, you? I just, no, um, I just wanted to know with your answer, I'll tell you with myself, um, but I wanted to know your answer because, you know, people are going to have that happen to them and... You've kind of alluded to that you might just change one or two deliveries, but you're still wanting to bowl bowl your um, your stop ball, which is swinging it away. Um, so you're trying to you're trying to get a little bit back from the batsman to then be able to bowl what you want to bowl. Uh, myself, yeah, I think not that many bats will listen to this, so because it is the bowlers' union.
0: Suppose you know what um, we're not going to let them somehow <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come up with a filter. <laughs> it stops him getting
1: on. Yeah, basically, yeah. If you're selfish-minded, then yeah, you, you're just not going to get be able to listen. Um, yeah. Um, so for myself, yeah, if a batsman's showing all three stumps, I'm almost in my head going, "You've not got many balls before you're out." Um Obviously, the more they shuffle across, the more I will then. I'm talking for me bowling a waist swing to a left-hander here. I will. Yes. I will then if they want to come across, I will then not really bowl many away swingers. Because oh, okay. it's like I'm also almost going, Well, you're wanting me to bowl more at your stumps, because that's where you come across to get in line with it a little bit more, more towards you. Almost I see your movement and I raise you a wobble seam to nip back and smash you on the pad. Mm-hmm. Um and just show the odd away swinger just to keep them a little bit honest so that's how i i would operate um yeah and that's where i feel like my stock ball i have almost two stock balls now
0: yeah and again you've got two stock balls because you're in your 30s you've got a huge bank of practice and everything under you know behind you and, and things um yeah it's it's interesting that we have slightly different approaches i would what i would say is in you and i as, as characters we are quite different which hopefully is why we get on as a partnership and all this yeah. stuff you know what i mean but um
1: well, how do you see, how do you go on how how do you see me as a bowler then and i'll see i'll say i'll see you
0: okay the way i okay the way i perceive you is you're quite thoughtful and you're quite happy to kind of do a lot of thinking you're, you you uh, i'd say you're a little bit of a tinkerer um is in you know you're happy to try lots of different things only yeah. because you can and you aren't the right but you're happy to try lots of different things um to to perhaps unset the batter um where i'd say and interesting what you think i think i'm i try and simplify a lot more and remove remove thinking almost by having a, um some more default things that i would do
1: is that Fair or not, that, that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah, saying. I think you you analyse well when you when you bowling. This is from me talking about when I've been stripping mid off when you're bowling and stuff. We're on the kind of same page with what we see. Um, you have a you have. Oh, let me think now. You have a way of if a batsman was to come out of the crease, it's a little bit of a. <laughs> Red rag to a bull. Oh,
0: yeah, 100%. Um, You've got to um, have a bit of ego. You've got to have a bit of
1: ego. Yeah, I think you will attack things a little bit more aggressively than I. I will probably go for a bit more thought thought process of, like, kind of analysing. And you will to a certain extent, but I think you will then almost up the ante a little bit in how aggressive you are. Which I think you you have another gear where you're able to do that.
0: I, this is again, I love, I love these chats. And ultimately, you need, you need both, right? So there's definitely been times where I would have been playing and I'd have thought, I wish I was a bit more considered like Keith and I wish I'd have been a bit more thoughtful. But then equally, there are times where I've felt like the captain has to bowl me here. I'm the man. The thing, you know what I mean? This needs a bit of, a bit of my stubbornness and my bloody mindedness to get us. A wicket and things so there's again there's part of being a bowling attack isn't it and a bowling partnership is you need you need to cover these little bases um but what i would say there is a there is a, a a common theme even though we've got different approaches is the self-belief so you you would display self-belief knowing i've got these skills that i can use and i can outthink you no matter what you do and my form of self-belief is I know that I can still, even though you might want to use your feet a bit, I'm going to bowl heavy enough and quick enough that I can keep using my stock ball. You can't kind of force me away from it. Um, which is probably going to be another episode, isn't it? About self-belief and mindset, (laughs) but they're, they're, they're really good points. Um, interestingly, we've talked about ourselves a little bit here. Um, which well, I suppose is our, our podcast, we can, can't we? Uh, but we both probably certainly initially in our careers would think of ourselves as swing bowlers. Yeah. Um, as Graham Welch, our coach would say the finer art of the, of the game swing bowling. If you're a seam bowler and you're not really a swing bowler, your, your stock ball and knowing what it is, is far, far simpler. Is that fair? Yes.
1: Yes. I agree. I think you end up, I think it becomes so much about your lines and lengths and knowing that you've probably got a little bit more. I think if you're someone who nips it, you've got a little bit more room for error. As long as your line's good, your length can vary a little bit more. Um, With swing, I feel like you're taking a lot more into condition of what the ball, if it's swinging much, if it's not swinging too much, how you're trying to get it to swing more. Um, the breeze, you could be bowling into against it, swinging it against the breeze, whatever. So there's more to consider um, in that area. But I think if you're a knit bowler, to progress your stock ball, I think we're looking at trying to be taller and almost crash the deck even harder. You've got to be strong at the crease, almost trying to be stronger at every ball you ball um, to try and extract a little bit more out of the ball like, you know, McGraw, Glenn McGraw was amazing, wasn't he, doing that? Just finding an area and not leaving it, but just getting it to talk constantly. Obviously, he had heights, which helped, but I think there's a lot of bowlers out there who could be probably a little bit taller at the crease to help get the ball to do something else.
0: Oh, you're 100% right, Keith. You know, actually, I played two games with Glenn McGraw when I was younger um, and had a, had a chat with him to try and kind of like pick his brain and i'm thinking i'm going to pick the brains of the best bowler ever here and it it was almost disappointing because of how simple he kept the game um and like you've just mentioned there with the caveat that he's very tall but ultimately he got in a good position at the crease maximized his height and basically he didn't try and do anything his stock ball was basically a top of the stumps kind of length and he knew his line was going to be full stump. That was it. And if it did anything, it, it that was a bonus. Um, it was that simple. And he's played well at the pinnacle of the sport and done brilliantly well. Um, yeah, it's it is amazing how how simple things can be. Uh, I did have another point I wanted to ask you. So, what I think. Glenn McGrath did really well and I guess other bowlers who have achieved high levels of success is being really self aware of what their qualities are um you know like McGrath was exceptionally tall so pretty much he knew his length was going to be hard to play he didn't keep it he didn't try and complicate things he just bowled a good line equally someone like Dale Stane very slippery and quick had a good away swinger, and would, as a result, would use his bumper to kind of give himself length, and then earn his wickets full. I think it's it's kind of picking that stock ball. I say picking; it should ideally it should be natural, shouldn't it, Keith? But like picking the the stock ball that suits your natural skills, and then hopefully you marry in the correct game plan. Um, so, for example, you you've become a huge fan of the wobble seam, haven't you? And you bowl round the wicket more to right-handers. Yeah. Um, and you're self-aware. You know that that's the right game plan for you.
1: Well, I just realised that obviously right-handers, once, once they kind of figured me out, I was swinging it back. They changed the way they they would set up. They'd be a little bit more open to stop the LBs. Um, and we'd give them better access to actually defend the ball, um, just with my stock in-swing ball. Um and the only time I really got them to edge the ball to the keeper slip is if they pushed at one they probably shouldn't have. Um, and that then becomes about their patience of just leaving and waiting for the ball to come to them. Coming round the wicket, my angle alone just going towards the stumps means that the stumps are in play. And bowling wobble seam and majority of my balls, when they do nip, nipping away meant that I can still find the edge there as well. So I felt as though all three were in play, uh, bold LB and, and a nick-off, whereas from over the wicket, I didn't feel like my percentage was as high. Um, so I totally agree with that. And that is that is the main reason why I come round. It's not just for a laugh. It is for those reasons. I'm looking to try and get wickets as quickly as possible. That's why now, if a right-hander comes in to bat, it could be from the first ball of the game, last ball, I will come round.
0: Does that... Do- are there times where you'd still come over the wicket and swing it back? Are there certain batters that you've done research on and you're like, oh, okay, actually, I can go back to my you know there's original f- style?
1: Yeah, there's a few. Um, but even then, I do feel like most batsmen struggle with that angle. Um, I, I don't think many right-handers face um, left arm around the wicket that often. So it's still more of a, a newer thing to face. And even on top of that, I will ball the odd away swing ball. I know we're going off stock ball here because I'm talking about another delivery. Um, round the wicket, I'll ball an away swinger just to let them know I've got it. Um, but then the one thing they're really not expecting, which I've got quite a few wickets at times from setting them up, balling wobble seam, is then a surprise in-swinger from round the wicket, which is my still my stock ball. <laughs> it's Supernatural,
0: from... that for you, isn't yeah. it?
1: Um, and I'm chucking it out to like sixth stump. Um, but with my angle, it's still... Still, kind of heading in. I have to almost push it out a fraction, um, and people have got into the a little bit of a trance of just, well, oh, it's it's almost angling in, but it's it's trying to nip away or whatever. But they see that ball go outside their eye line, and they look to just free the hands up, and before they know it, it's, it's swung through them. See, I, I love this.
0: What I like about this is, although you are as skillful as you are, you're you're coming round the wicket. Right Handy yeah. <laughs> Now you've had your haircut and you shaved. <laughs> um, the, coming round the wicket is because it's fundamentally successful uh, for for some general purposes. Um, so I'll be honest. My thought process to bowling at left-handers over the wicket is that if I stay over, because I've got a natural inswinger to them, I have to work a bit harder to go across them. But I've got that natural in I've got Bold and L B and I've got the ball obviously that goes away, that brings the slips in. Um that's why I quite like operating from over because I feel like the LB is slightly less in play by coming round the wicket and bowling an L B because a batsman would get forward and be outside the line. But I I again there's default plans. If if I was a seamer and I didn't swing the ball at all, I'd always be round the wicket at left handers, mm. bowling wobble scene, because basically bold and LB are in play and you've got the court behind. I think this, and that's a sensible, fundamentally correct plan, um, which can be implemented at any level. That's what I love, is that actually the thought process requires no skill. You can make the correct decision and just, do you know what I mean? Implement, mm. a, implement a basic game plan. Um, but obviously, it does does require you knowing what the
1: stock ball is that you've got to bowl. Fair? Would you, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Would you... I just thought of this now. Would you say more if you the taller you are, the more you would probably want your stop ball to be nipping around? The tall, the taller I was. Yeah. If not, as in that, if you were if you were six foot four or five height, would you mm. do you think it's more effective for you to be a swing bowler or someone that nips it? Oh, that's a not great that you good get to pick point. and choose, but as in. If, if you were a young bowler who's quite tall or whatever and you're still trying to, you know, grow into your body a little bit and you could work on a few things, do you think it's more effective being? Mm. Uh, this is
0: a really tough question. <laughs> I'm just letting you talk while I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, ultimately, I, I, we, we, I know we both believe that you've got to get the ball moving in some way shape or form i'm thinking of tall bowlers that i've faced someone like chris tremlett back in the day he i'd say he was a swing bowler he used to have a beautiful away swinger and from height he could basically he could bowl quite full commit batters on the front foot and sort of have that swing but on the bounce kind of thing going on um but then you got like a McGraw who would be the same height but was like no i'm just going to bash an area um what I would say is, you get more nip if you have more downward force into the pitch. Yeah, because um, obviously um, we're not a science podcast here, but you can imagine the seam is in the surface of the pitch that fraction longer, which helps it grip into it. But I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably err on the side of of nip. Um, I think if I was really, if I was tall. But then, if you if you're shorter. You're, you're going to find it harder to get nip for the the reason I sort of just said but you're not going to, the seam isn't going to grip in the surface in quite the same way so you best be have decent airspeed and swing it otherwise you're going to bowl skiddy straight honors and that's a batter's favorite in my experience <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we've covered quite a little a, a lot of stuff here how how can a bowler let's say an emerging teenager, young seamer, whatever, loves bowling, runs in, big heart and all of this. How can they identify what the best stock ball for them is?
1: Well, you want it to be natural. You want it to be something that you can re- repeat comfortably. And, you know, Chris, success leaves clues, mate.
0: Yeah, 100%. If you're getting poles left, right and centre, then. there's probably uh, That's probably your stock ball, isn't it? Um, well, we've been going for... A decent amount of time now are you are you happy to to have a, a wrap up now yes mate yeah okay well we talked about what a stock ball is and ultimately it's the uh, it's your go-to isn't it it's your foundation it's the it's the ball that you're going to build your whole game plan around um if you're at sufficiently high level you might have a subtly different ball for a left and right hander but there's no reason why it can't be the same delivery in, in all scenarios um, and in terms of, uh, finding out what that is, like we just said there, success leaves clues, but ultimately it should be natural and pretty repeatable. Um, and then hopefully you make it as super strength. I think that's, that's important. Um, that's important, right? Well, look, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, please, please listen in, give us some five-star reviews if you like it and, uh, and share it with some friends if you think it's, uh, offering some value um and then check us out on youtube too um all right keith well i'll play the outro music but if you got anything i'm gonna get on with it
1: nothing more for me mate catch you soon
0: yeah take it easy see ya